much how much time do I have? Until one? One hour. So we should be done by actually we see from eight o'clock. So say this Really, huh? Wow, it's going to be tight. No, it's, it's little time, Yanni. Uh, no, it's not enough, actually. I need at least one hour. One hour? Yeah, at least. Until nine o'clock is fine? Nine, ten also. It's okay, huh? It's not strict, Yanni. No, I will announce... Because I, I'm warning you, there will be a lot of questions. I'll tell you. What, what about questions? How will that be done? Nine will stop and ten minutes. Okay, okay. And will the sisters have ability to ask questions from down or no? Pardon? Will the sisters have ability to ask questions? Is there a system, intercom or? Because there will be, there will be a lot of questions. They want questions. So they ask and they can yes. Or like an intermediary or someone, I don't know. Because there will be questions, I'm sure. <laughs> Up to you, um, Yeah, if you want. You can arrange that. Yeah. Test. Test, 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 hello, can you hear me, yes, how long is this wire, okay, I should keep it out so I know, Yeah, at least I know where it is. Okay, no. that's fine. Okay. Just so this part, huh? By the way. No, no, no. I'm just. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is today's. Yeah. The, the bottom one was next. Uh, start on time, so yes. we'll finish on time. So, no? Yeah, start on time. At the end, I start on
in the sermon day one last month. Most of them have been there. And very few new, new faces today I believe. How many of you remember at least one of the questions or one of the sentences what Brother Fahd said in the last session? Anyone can tell me? Any, any other? Well, I remember one thing, but it is, uh, it is somewhat humorous, but I'll take the serious part of it. When he said about the life of Prophet Muhammad wasallam, he said how much money he had, how wealthy he was, how many wives he had. And he asked a question from the audience, who wants to have a second wife? The first person to raise the hand was Sheikh Afan. <laughs> But jokes apart, seriously, follow up of this lecture is today, paradise in our homes. We know how much difficulties are undergone by the families in the house, at homes, because of children, because of disharmony, etc., suicides, etc. So today the topic is paradise in our homes, in which he is going to cover what are the duties of our parents, toward their children, what do our children want, what do we blame, if our children are misguided, are we supposed to sacrifice for our children, should we use force with our children. All these questions will be covered and we will be able to take greatest knowledge how our home could be paradise. To do this, I would once again introduce the speaker today. He is a founder, of CEO, founder and CEO of Falak. An Islamic banker by profession. So the Fahd is the co-founder and lead trainer at Farah. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan ar-rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Can I see the smiles in the room, please? 
This topic is about paradise, it's about being happy, it's about uh, you know, being at peace, especially inner peace and outer peace. That's what Islam is, right? Inner peace and outer peace. And that is what everybody in the world is striving for. Just think about it. Isn't that what everybody in the world is striving for? Happiness and inner peace. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen us to be Muslims. And He has gifted us this gift of Islam. But the sad reality is that we have Islam, but we haven't benefited from what Islam is supposed to impact our lives with. And one of the primary things that Islam is supposed to impact our life with is this internal happiness and peace. And if you remember, last uh, time we talked about how life is a game, and if we look at the bright side of things, we can actually have a very good time in, in life, in dunya and akhirah. Remember the win-win situation? Right? So I'll do a quick refresher for those of you who are new here, but just to remind you all of the, the overall you know, perspective that I'm coming with. And then we'll see how we can bring that to our homes, and specifically for parents. So today's talk is really for parents and for parents-to-be. Inshallah, we have mashallah, young people also in the audience who will one day get married and become parents. At the same time, you are children to your parents. So there's going to be a lot of things for you to talk about, inshallah, by the end of the class with your parents in terms of how they have dealt with you and vice versa. I hope all the brothers here have brought their wives today. How many of you brought your, how many of you are married and you have wives in Bahrain that you have brought here? Okay, good, good, mashallah, very good. Because, you know, again, both husband and wife have to be in sync for this to work. It's impossible for only one party to apply it, right? Because you know, marriage is a partnership, and it's all about both having the same vision, both having the same you know, approach to parenting. That's how it's going to work, inshallah. So a quick introduction. If you remember, we said there's four types of people in the world. There's people who live happily in the dunya, but will have a miserable akhirah, right? Will be suffering in the akhirah. You guys remember that? And then what was the second group? I forgot. Miserable in dunya, miserable in akhirah. Okay? And the third type of uh, people were people who, unfortunately, are sad in dunya, but they have these hopes of being in happy in akhirah. And, you know, according to my humble opinion, most Muslims are stuck in this box. Why, how does all this happen? I don't know. Okay? Somewhere, some, some, someone told us that you gotta be sad, you gotta be, you know, Patient, hang in there, life is a test, you know, Allah likes you, that's why He's testing you, and it's okay, yani. suffer, be poor, be sick, have accidents, you know, lose your job, have bad relationship with your wife and husband, be a terrible parent, everything, it's okay, inshallah, in akhirah you'll be happy, okay, but what we said was that we want to live the win-win situation. The happiness in dunya, happiness in akhirah. Again, just to confirm, how many of you would like to live in this fourth box? The win-win. Yes. So paradise in dunya, paradise in akhirah. Okay? And again, just to confirm, paradise in dunya, what I mean by that is number one, happiness and inner peace internally and, and externally. Right? Peace. And at the same time, all the good things that come with paradise. Like wealth, like health, like good relationships, like good children, good upbringing. Okay, all of this, this is the package that Allah basically 
has in place for a true believer. Okay, and we talked about it in depth last time, but we'll do a quick refresher. So we said about you know Surah Taha how Allah introduces the Quran to the Prophet and says that we have not revealed the Quran unto you for you to be miserable. The Quran is supposed to be on the contrary, something that makes you happy, something that makes you have this inner peace. ما أنزلنا عليك القرآن لتشقى. We haven't revealed the Quran. Quran is not supposed to make you suffer in misery. It's the complete opposite. And we spoke about how the du'a that we've been taught, right? ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار. Right? So balance between dunya and akhirah. And just some other ayat. Remember, اهدنا الصراط المستقيم. Oh Allah, guide us the straight, easy path. Islam is easy. It's not complicated. It's supposed to be simple, it's supposed to be easy. Going to Jannah should be very easy, super easy. But again, life is a game. If you know how to play the game, it's going to be easy. If you don't need, read the rules, if you don't know what the capability of the player is, you don't know how to use the joystick, is it going to be easy? Just like driving, guys. Okay? For someone who hasn't been through the driving instructor you know, test and you know, the course and the workshop that they'd give you, can you drive properly on the road? Can you drive with confidence on the road? Yes or no? I can't hear you. No, right? Why? Because you haven't been through the learning process. You haven't gone by the, you know, the, the practical training and the, you know, the manual and all these things. But when you learn it, it's super easy. Now, you know, I, came, uh, I, came, I drove all the way here without even thinking about you know, the brakes and the, you know, the steering and the signal and the seatbelt. Right? Everything is just... Super easy. Why? Because you've played the game right for driving. But in life, we don't spend time to read and learn and develop ourselves, right? Allah subhanahu says, Iqra. First thing He told us. He didn't say pray. He didn't say fast. He didn't say go to hajj. He didn't say fall down in sajda. What did He say? What did He say, guys? Iqra, read. Why? Because when we read, we become enlightened. We become people of knowledge. We, we learn how to live a life of happiness, right? Whether it's in your house, whether it's at work, whether it's at the gym, whether it's on the road. You learn how to be happy in, in all states, okay? And so, read and ask. He also said, Ask the people of knowledge if you don't know. Nowadays, we have this ego issue inside of us. Me? Ask him? No. I know. I already know. I don't need to go and ask somebody. What does he know? Right? Or we come up with excuses. I don't have time to go. I'm busy. I don't have time to ask people. You know? And we're not willing to even, you know, sometimes instead of asking, you can buy a book from an expert. Like, for example, parenting, right? Parenting, is it an important topic? What's more important, parenting or driving on the road? What's more important? I heard driving somewhere in the back. <laughs> Seems you're not quite happy with your marriage. <laughs> yeah. So you're running away from parenting, enjoying the driving on the road. So the idea is, we go through the training and, and the theoretical test in driving. Why? Why? Why is it mandatory to do the driving test before you, give, you are given the license? Why? Safety, Safety for who? For yourself, for yourself and others around you, right? Similarly with parenting. If you 
do not prepare yourself for parenting, if you do not read about parenting from the experts, if you do not ask the experts for advice, if you don't come to sessions like this to learn the tricks of the game of parenting, because again, parenting is also a game. If you learn the tricks, it's going to be super easy. Super easy, you're going to be happy, your wife's going to be happy, your kids are going to be happy. That's what Jannah is about, right? Everyone being happy, no conflicts, no stress, right? The thing is, we don't go through that process of learning, parenting, because it's optional. And we become lazy, right? Driving, we, do, we all do it because it's mandatory. Parenting, we don't bother. We assume we already know. Or we say, you know what, I'll give it a shot. I'll try it out. Experimentation. You do experimentation for five years, ten years of misery, and then you realize, ah, oh, this is how we're supposed to parent. Or sometimes it doesn't even work out, and you, you know, it ends up in some conflict in the family. And so for us, you know, and we'll talk about this next, next month in depth, this concept of self-development. There should be a revolution in the ummah for self-development. We should be hungry to learn how to be a good parent, hungry to learn how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife, how to be someone successful in making money and business, how to be successful in terms of your intellectual growth, how to be successful in terms of your uh, you know, health and lifestyle, you know, fitness. So all these areas, we need to have this hunger. What's happened to the ummah today? Do we have that hunger or no? Honestly, how many of you think we have that hunger? Not one hand. Astaghfirullah. <laughs> okay, why? I don't know. Can, you, can we just do a quick brainstorming? Why do you think that's the case? I want to pick your brains. Why is it the case? Third box? We think that life is supposed to be about suffering. What else? Come on, don't be shy. Too busy with other important things. Too busy with Flappy Bird. Too busy with the cricket match. Too busy at work. Too busy with friends. Too busy on Facebook and WhatsApp and YouTube and Instagram. You're satisfied eating biryani and samosa and happy, Yani. Alhamdulillah. Jannah is in the stomach only. Yeah? Paradise in the stomach. Yeah, so it's, this is something that I've taken up as a, you know, a passion and a game. Really, that's my game in life. To help myself develop and then share my ideas with you. And by the way, I, I'll give you a disclaimer before we proceed. The stuff that I'm about to share with you, this is just my ijtihad. You know what ijtihad is? It's an effort to come up with some solutions. Okay? I could be right, I could be wrong. I would be happy to hear your comments. Let's work together to improve this further. Right? My ideas on this topic of parenting changed. If you ask me last year, it would be different. This year, I'm learning more. And the more you learn, and that's the beauty of our deen, by the way. Our, the, our deen and the Qur'an demands us to keep thinking and progressing as an ummah. It's not a stagnant uh, deen. We're khalas. With all due respect to the past scholars, right? 
They've done their part and great, you know, but we have to take what they've given and work even further and develop it even further. One of the diseases that we have in the Ummah, according to my humble opinion, is that a lot of people are stuck in the past. And they're obsessed with this idea of the past, what they said was right, and that's it, full stop. I don't have to think anymore. I just have to memorize what they said. We have this obsession with memorization. You know, whether it's Quran, whether it's Hadith, whether it's books. Great, memorization is good. But give me one ayah in the Qur'an where Allah asks you to memorize. Can you think of one ayah in the Qur'an where Allah asks you to memorize? But look at the ayat in the Qur'an where Allah asks you to think. Endless. Because the more you think, the more you progress. And the more you adapt to society. So what happened is we are adapting techniques that were applicable hundreds of years ago. Because we're reading the books of the people that wrote it hundreds of years ago. And we're memorizing those books, and we've blocked our mind, we've shut our minds, no, no self-development, and now we're complaining, guys, it's not working. I'm applying what he said 200 years ago, it's not working. And that's why we are miserable, you know, in dunya. Okay? Makes sense what I'm saying? Yes? A lot of people won't like what I'm saying, but I mean, I have to be honest and I have to say what I believe. So, Sirat al an'amta alayhim. We ask Allah to be on the path of Na'im. Remember what I told you what Na'im is? What is Na'im? Peace, happiness, joy, bliss, harmony, all these things. That is the path we all want to be on. And it's one path, it's simple. Okay? And then Allah will ask us on the Day of Judgment. You will be asked, I gave you the Quran, I sent you prophets. You attended lectures. Did you live a life of happiness and inner peace? Fellow Muslim. Your name was Muslim, which means peaceful, at peace. Did you live a life of peace or misery? If we live the life of peace, then alhamdulillah. But if we live a life of suffering, Allah will ask us, what's going on? What happened? I gave you everything you needed to be happy and peaceful. What, what went wrong? Okay, we will be asked about this. And so every, most people in the world today are in some way miserable, right? Unhappy, suffering. So what's the problem? Who do we blame for our problems? We, we answered this question last week. Who do we blame? Shaitan? Qadr or destiny? Do we blame uh, Israel? Obama? <laughs> ISIS? Who do we blame for our problems, guys? Ourselves. Okay? We blame ourselves. Accept responsibility. That's the first step. Okay? That's the first step. Blame yourselves. But that, don't sit in that blame, because that's shaitan then. Some people, they, they stay in the blame for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Oh, I did a mistake. I you know, messed up. I'm so bad. I'm never going to go to Jannah. No, that's not needed. It's very simple. You accept blame. Make tawbah, seek forgiveness, move on. Move on with life. Turn the page. Halas, it's over. Okay? And you know, don't just dwell in the past. Just move on. Use that to give you the boost to, to, to do good with your life. So, you know, I'm not going to go over all these ayat about how Allah's telling us that every single problem and, and difficulty in your life is because of what you have earned. It's because of your own deeds. Don't blame Allah. Allah does not. Inna Allah la nasa shay'a, 
أنفسهم يظلمون. Allah does not wrong the people even as the slightest bit. But it is people who, who wrong themselves. So don't blame Allah. That is injustice. That is what Iblis did. That is what Shaitan did. قَالَ رَبِّي بِمَا أَغْوَيْتَنِي He's telling Allah, because of what you have gotten me into misguidance, he's blaming who? For his misguidance? Allah, bima aghwaytani. Whereas Adam and Eve, what did they do? They were taught the dua to accept responsibility. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. Oh Allah, we wronged ourselves. We are to blame. And if you don't forgive us and, and have mercy on us, we will be the losers. Okay? So, accept responsibility. And so parenting, right? A lot of people today are unhappy with parenting. So let's, uh, I gave you the example of driving, right? The importance of learning. Now, there's two extremes in parenting, okay? There's one extreme of parents who the father is lost, the mother is lost, and the kids are lost. You guys know families like that? How many of you know families like that? Where there's no concern whatsoever. Everyone is in their own world. Okay? I'm hoping that none of the people in this audience is from this group. Okay? But this is out there and it's a major problem. And probably these people will not, never come to this class. That's a sad reality. We have to reach out to them. Okay? The other group is where I think 90% of most of us will be falling into. Are people who have a sense of responsibility. You, you love your kids. You want, the, you, know, you want Jannah for them and for yourself and you want to save them. You want to be a good parent. But there are certain things that we're doing that are wrong or certain things that are not working. Okay? But if we look at how the Quran teaches us certain things, and by the way, parenting is a huge topic. Okay? So for me to finish it in 45 minutes, if, you're here, if you think you're going to become an expert parent tomorrow after this talk, it's not, not going to happen. I'm going to share with you one, maybe two ideas. That's it. And these are just, like I said, my personal opinions. I've you know, gathered it from different sources, right? read books, attended workshops, heard people talk about this topic. And the, so the compilation of all this research is in my mind, and I'm about to share it with you. And it's all food for thought. Okay? You can take it and go and talk about it with your wives later on and exchange ideas. No boxing matches tonight, please. Okay? So let's get to let's get to start let's get started inshallah. So part 1 I want to talk about the ayah that the brother recited in the beginning of the talk. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us, "O you who claim to believe, ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, qū anfusakum wa ahlikum nara." Protect yourselves and your families from the hellfire. And then Allah goes on and says very in a very like tough ayah, "Waqū this fire it's, it's being fueled up by what? By people and, and stones. On this hellfire are angels that are extremely fierce and horrific. Okay? They do not disobey their master and they do whatever they're told. What is Allah doing between the lines in this ayah? He gave us a command, protect yourself and your families from the hellfire. But why did he go on and describe the hellfire in such intense description? Why? 
Why? To warn us. But why so intensely? Why is it so intense? I mean, description of hellfire is pretty scary in this one. Right? On a topic of parenting, it's pretty scary. Why? Think about it. Come on. Okay, so it is a serious issue. It's a serious matter. It's no joke. So parenting, Allah is telling him between the lines, parenting is no joke. It's a serious responsibility. Don't you take it lightly. Don't you think that you're going to get away with it somehow. Serious responsibility. And you know, the Prophet ﷺ said, uh, as um, you know, how many of you watch Shaun the Sheep? I, I have to watch it. It's fard for me to watch it because I have four kids now, right? So, um, Allah, uh, the Prophet ﷺ told us, every single one of you is a shepherd and every single one of you will be asked about his sheep. Okay? You will be questioned about your sheep. And so we have a sense of responsibility that we have to fulfill. Okay? And um, so don't take it lightly, basically. Don't take this thing lightly. So, in the ayah, first of all, what did Allah say? This is the first lesson for today. Allah said, protect your children and yourself from the hellfire. Protect yourself and your children from the hellfire. And usually, whenever there's a difference in order, you have to pay attention. Why did Allah put us first and then our children and our family? Why? Thank you so much. Unless you do not take care of yourself, unless you are not happy. By the way, question. Can you be happy if you're not taking care of yourself? No. So unless you take care of yourself and you're happy first, you will not be able to give this happiness to others. Not to your wife, not to your kids. Impossible. Okay? So first change happens internally with yourself. And Allah says in the Quran, Allah will not change the state of a people until they change the state of themselves. So if you want to change the state of your family, if you want to change the state of your homes, who do you need to work on first? And believe it or not, guys, but most of us, this is the biggest problem with parenting. We don't have time for ourselves. We give priority to wife and kids thinking we're doing good things, right? But we are actually doing dhulm to them and ourselves. Because, you know, in psychology and in quantum physics, they talk about this concept of law of attraction, okay? Positive attracts positive, negative attracts negative, okay? And just to summarize this, inshallah, we can do a separate talk on that, right? If you, deep down inside, you are miserable, you are stressed out, you're not happy, you're not taking care of yourself, this negative energy inside of you is going to attract more negative energy in your life. It's going to attract more problems for parenting. It's going to attract a miserable uh, you know, job. It's going to attract a terrible boss. It's going to attract a wife that's going to give you more nightmares. It's going to attract kids that's going to make you pull your hair off. This is how this, this law works. So you are the magnet. And you attract whatever your state is. 
And so if you don't work on making your internal Jannah, it's impossible for you to make a Jannah in your house. It's not going to happen. Okay? It's just not going to happen. So take care of yourself first. Give yourself a priority. You know? How many of us have time to go to the gym nowadays? How many of you go to the gym and work out regularly? Astaghfirullah. Only one hand, huh? Number one excuse, no time. Busy with kids, busy with wife, busy at work, right? Is that a valid excuse? When was the last time you sat for like one hour to read a book that you enjoyed? Hands up. Okay, two. Better. Before it was one, now two hands. Alhamdulillah. There's some progress. When was the last time you just went alone on a walk on the beach just to appreciate the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to say Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah and to really feel these words. One. MashaAllah, good. Okay, so you guys see where the problem is? There's no Jannah here. There will be no Jannah in the homes. Work on yourself. And there's this saying, very beautiful saying by you know, a self-development guru in the West. Um, his name is Jim Ron. Right? He said, I'll take care of me for you. If you take care of you for me. Say this to your wives tonight, please. I'll take care of me for you if you take care of you for me. So the best way to take care of your wife is to take care of yourself. Let me explain that. Okay? Now, let's say I read a book on parenting. Okay? But I didn't spend time with my wife. I didn't go take my kids for ice cream. I was reading a book. I was busy reading a book. Time for myself. Okay? After reading the book on parenting, will my parenting improve? Yes or no? So after I read the book, I go back to my family, how will our relationship be? Better, correct? Why? Because I took care of myself for a little while so that I can take care of them later on. That's how it works, okay? And apply it to anything else. You take care of your health, you'll be able to play football with your kids when you're 50. Correct or no? If you don't take care of your health, you're going to be going to the hospital very regularly and medication. Probably going to have more medication than food. No more biryani then. Yes? So take care of yourself, take care of others. And you know, this beautiful uh, saying by Eckhart Tolle, who's also one of the spiritual gurus of our times. Okay? Stress is caused by being here, but wanting to be there. Stress is caused by being here, but wanting to be there. Before I move on, is it bad to quote Western thinkers and Western experts? Is it haram? Is it makruh? No, it's okay. We're talking about happiness, right? And we are human beings, they're human beings. Happiness and peace is something that you know, we all are in search for. If someone from the West has figured out a way of being happy and peaceful, I can guarantee you there will be something in the Qur'an talking about this. It's just that we have to make the connection. Okay? And I will tell you about the connection right now. Okay. He doesn't know the ayah in the Qur'an. He just, maybe it took him 30 years to figure this out. We had it in the Qur'an 1400 years ago. But we were sleeping on this treasure, right? 
Okay? So stress is caused by being here but wanting to be there. You are with your kids, okay? Trying to be the good parent, but you want to be in front of the TV. You want to be on WhatsApp. You want to be with your friends. You want to be, you know, at work. So, so the idea of being present, okay? The idea of being present, being there, appreciating the now, appreciating that moment between you and your kids. What do we do? You know what shaitan does? He makes you live in the past or the future. Regret and sadness of the past and fear of the future, worry of the future. So we're constantly, our mind is constantly working on being there. What will I do next? Next promotion. Next holiday, where will we go? Next week, what am I going to do? Tomorrow, what am I going to do? And what do we miss out on? The beauty of now. That one-on-one relationship with your kids, right? Their, your, your child is in front of you. Like my son, Abdullah, he's into guns nowadays. Okay, I don't know what's up with that. but <laughs> So he's into guns and he likes to like, you know, play with me. And, and it's the best. This, like, this is quality time with the kid. You know, me and him playing gun and warfare in the house. It's amazing, you know. But for me to say, deep down inside, no, I don't want to play guns. I want to go read a book on parenting. I want to go to the gym. I want to go, you know, go with my wife out somewhere in a romantic dinner. If I have that attitude, will that connection be there with the, with the children? No. And by the way, children feel it. Feel it. They know when you're present or not. They read you. Even if you're saying yes, 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 but your mind is somewhere else, they will call you out. Baba, what are you thinking about? I'm talking to you and you're just nodding your head. You know, they, they read you. Okay? So being present, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the state of the believers. Listen to this. He says, those people who believe, لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون. There's no fear upon them, nor do they be sad. Meaning, where are they? Like we said, fear is associated with the future. Worry of the future. Worry of getting sacked. Worry of heart, heart attack coming. Worry of getting divorced. Worry of your children becoming drug addicts. Right, this worry, worry, worry. Did that thing even happen or no? Is this worry real or is it just in your mind? It's in your mind, right? This is shaitan's waswasa. This is shaitan's whispers. He wants you to just keep worrying, worrying, worrying so you don't enjoy the moment. And if you're not worrying about the future, he's going to make you think about the past. Oh, I wish I could go back when I was 15 years old. Those days were so nice. When I was so slim. That job was so nice. I hate my boss now. That house was so nice. Now my house is smaller. No, past, past, past. You're just thinking about something in the past. What are you ignoring? The present. Okay? And so that's really what's happening here. Allah wants us to be in the present. No fear of the future. No sadness of the past. Okay? So lesson number one, be present with your kids. Sorry, this is lesson number two. What was lesson number one? Take care of yourself. Lesson number two, be present. Okay? Be present. And lesson number three, also a big lesson here. Pay attention, please. Okay? So, you know, in the modern world, they teach you to balance your life, right? Have different roles in your life. And I've put down here how many roles? How, who can count? Eight. 
eight roles, okay? There's the physical role, taking care of your fitness. There's the spiritual role, your salah, your Quran, your dua. There's the intellectual role, you know, taking care of your mind, reading books, attending workshops, learning, having a mentor, you know? And then there's the emotional box, being happy and, you know, your feelings deep inside. There's the family box, there's the work box, there's the community service box, for those of you who do voluntary work. And then there's the social and fun box also. We all need some social, socializing and some fun, right guys? Yes? Is it haram to have fun, by the way? No, it's not haram, okay? As long as it's within the boundaries, alhamdulillah. Allah's like, land is vast and there's so many things that we can do to enjoy ourselves. Okay? So, this is traditionally the way it's taught. But there's a big flaw in this model. You know what the flaw is? Parenting is just one box in this model. Correct? Parenting is just one box. And what happens when you try to juggle different roles in your life? Like the juggler and the circus, what happens? Eventually, what's going to happen? One of, the role, one of the balls will fall, okay? It's going to happen. And you're going to end up doing dhulm. So if we looked at like every single role of yours as one column, with the green area being excelling in that role, the you know, mid area being doing justice, doing just the bare, bare minimum, or the red area where you're doing injustice, where you're doing dhulm, where you'll be questioned about your injustice. Okay? Now what happens when you try to manage multiple roles? What do we say? You end up Doing injustice somewhere or another, okay? And that could be your parenting role. You're taking too much care with, of your breadwinner role, about your business, about your work. You're taking care about too much work, 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 money, money, money. Doing zulm with your parent, uh, with your children. Doing zulm with your wife. Doing zulm with your health. Doing zulm with your mind, not reading enough books. Yes or no? Makes sense? Okay? Why? Because we're trying to manage how many roles? How many were they? Eight roles, and parenting was one of them, correct? I'll give you a simpler way. Remember, Allah's deen is simple or difficult? Simple, okay? In this example, there is no, parent, there is no spiritual box. Because is spirituality a box in our life? Spirituality is everything for us. Yes or no? Spirituality, without spirituality... You can do as much exercise as you want. You can try to be the best parent you want to be. You can have the best job. You will be dead. You're just a, an animal walking without spirituality in your life. Okay? So for us, we're not like the West where you know, spirituality is just one box. You have to balance it. No, spirituality is everything. I am, our ruh is the core. right? We die, but the ruh stays. And so spirituality is the core. And... How many roles do we, are we required by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to play? In the previous example, there were eight. In this example, who can tell me? How many roles are we expected to play? Seven? Thank you very much. One role. The role of Abdullah. The role of a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the same teachings that all the prophets came with. La ilaha illallah. Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about it. Is there any 
lecture from a prophet about parenting in the Quran? Any lecture from, from uh, the prophet, any prophet about having good health? No, right? What do they keep talking about? Tawheed, Tawheed, Tawheed. One role, one role, one role. The role of slave of Allah, slave of Allah, slave of Allah. That's all you are, that's all you need to think about. And when you have one role, is it easy to manage? Compared to eight roles, you have one role. Easy to manage or no? Easy to manage. Now, with this role, right, Allah is the center of your world. You are not the center, by the way. Very important point here. Why are you not the center anymore? Because in this, in this lifestyle, there's a very dangerous thing that can happen. You can start worshipping yourself. You can have this ego inside of you. My family. Our family, is it, uh, is it, is it right to say my family, guys? Who has gifted us this family? My car, my job, my health, my charity project. What's happening? Ego is coming up. Ego is being pumped up in this model, right? You tend to think that you are the center of your world. Whereas Allah says, no, 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 you are a drop of semen. Don't forget that. You are a drop of semen. You were made from dirt. You will go down to dirt. Never ever forget that. Always make Allah the center of your world. Okay? And so for us, now how to connect this to parenting? Parenting is one box here, right? But how am I looking at parenting? As parenting or as ibadah? Ibadah. Parenting all of a sudden became ibadah. Now in ibadah, can we be stressed out? Can you be stressed out in salah like you're praying? Alhamdulillah, and you're checking your phone. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Malik, Can you do that? Can you be here but want to be there? Actually, it does happen. Let's be honest. Okay? We are praying, but we want to be at the cricket match or at my job or, you know, eat something for my stomach jannah. Right? So you think about other things while in prayer. But ideally, any ibadah that you do, like when you go for Umrah, how many of you have been for Umrah? Yeah, when you're doing tawaf, are you present? Maybe after a couple of times you go, maybe you're not present, right? Some people are on the phone, taking selfies with the Kaaba, right? But let's say the first time, remember the first time? If you have even an atom's weight of iman, you are present. You would not think about anything else in the world, right? Because this is ibadah for you. Now Allah is telling us, listen, even parenting is supposed to be ibadah. Taking care of your health is also ibadah. Going to work is also ibadah. Earning halal income is ibadah. Taking care of your intellectual growth, thinking, reading, ibadah. Right? Everything becomes ibadah. And therefore, will you be present when you are a parent next time now? Why? Because in your mind, you're not just saying, I want to be a good parent. By me spending quality time with my children, I am being Abdullah. And therefore, I am getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through my parenting. I'm getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through my taking care of my fitness. I'm getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through community service. I'm getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with my job. I'm getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with everything in my life. Every step of your life, you're getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a journey. Surat al-Mustaqeem. How many surat did we ask Allah to guide us on?
That one path of ubudiyah, that one path of slavery. And everything, all the roles that come into play is fulfilling that one role of being a slave of Allah. And therefore, this is our motivation to be good parents, right? This is the motivation. You want to be a good parent because you want to be abd of Allah. You want to get rewarded for every moment you spend with your children. You know what shaitan makes us think? There is more reward for reading Quran than with, with eating ice cream with your children. What has more reward, by the way? Trick question. Reading Quran or eating ice cream with your children? We can't say for sure exactly which one, but you know, reading, uh, I mean, is, can eating ice cream with your child be ibadah also? Yes or no? Yes. Any doubts? Okay, alhamdulillah. So balance it out and change it around, right? Allah doesn't want you to spend your entire life reading Quran, praying, you know, tahajjud and qiyamul layl and dua. Be abd everywhere else. And that's the ultimate challenge actually. Show me how you can be my slave in any environment. Then you win. It's very easy to go in the mountains and you know, wear two pieces of cloth and you know, shave your head and say, you know what? Allah, 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 Allah. Very easy. You disconnect yourself from reality and be a slave of Allah out in, the, in nowhere. No distractions. You're present with Allah. But Allah says, no, no, no. Show me how you can be present in city center. Be Abdullah in city center, show me. Be Abdullah on the traffic road when there's traffic and you're getting late to work and people are cutting you. Show me if you can be Abdullah on the road. That's the real challenge, right? That's the game. And so if you understand this concept, guys, your life will transform. Wallahi. Being Abdullah, like Ibrahim salam said, Inna salati wa nusuki wa mahyaya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alameen. Every single step I do, every single moment of my day is for you, Ya Allah. Even sleep then becomes ibadah. Because you want to rest for Allah's sake. But that's when you're conscious of, and this is taqwa by the way, this is the real idea of taqwa, being aware that you are abd of Allah while being a parent. You are abd of Allah. And so therefore now, very important point here. If you're Abd of Allah, who are you, what's your motivation to, to give your children a good upbringing? What's your motivation for your children to get good upbringing? Why do you want your children to get good upbringing and go to school and this and that? What's your intention? Talk about intention now. Okay. They have to be a good slave of Allah. You know another shaitan trick that he plays with us? He made most parents think that I want to give my children good upbringing so that they can become successful. So that he can get a nice job, so he can get a nice car, so he can get married to a nice girl. So that people around me get impressed that I am a good parent. So that people around me say, MashaAllah. Your son is, MashaAllah, I wish my children were like yours. MashaAllah, your son is Hafid Quran, MashaAllah. MashaAllah, your, your son graduated with engineering degree, MashaAllah. So who are we trying to please in our parenting? The people around us. 
What does the abd have to, who does the abd have to please? Allah only. And you know, sorry to say this harsh word, but this is actually a form of shirk. When you do parenting for the pleasure of people around you, so that people will be impressed with you, so this is a form of shirk. Isn't it so? Right? You're kidding yourself. You're obsessed with what people will say. You don't want your child to be a failure because what will people say? So this people became an idol in your heart that you worship. And so we have to break this idol. And you should say, you know what? I don't care what people say. I, want, I love my child. I'm going to be the best father, the best mother to my child. Why? To please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. La ilaha illallah. There's no partners to Allah. People won't benefit you on the day of judgment. You know, if you're living a life to please people, by the way, can you please everybody? Is it possible? Was the Prophet able to please everybody around him? Did people not like his message? Yes or no? Even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do all his creation appreciate him? Do all the human beings appreciate him? No, there are people who don't believe in Allah, there are people who curse Allah, the people who disrespect Allah, right or no? So who are we to claim or who are we to attempt to please everybody? It's impossible. You cannot. Okay? So let's move on. So what were the three lessons that we learned now? Just a quick recap. Number one, take care of yourself. Number two, be present. And three is in a way linked to two because how do you be present when you realize you're Abd of Allah? That this is ibadah, therefore I will be present. I will give full attention. Okay? What are the duties of parents? I came up with five. Okay? And you can feel free to add more. Okay? Number one, love, care, and protect. This is pretty much... Yeah, everyone is supposed to, all parents are supposed to have this love, care, you know, change their diapers, give them food, shelter, protect them. If your son is going to you know, touch the fire, you protect them. You don't say, no, no, let him touch the fire, he'll learn a lesson. You don't do that. Let him jump off the building, he'll learn a lesson. You don't, you protect, okay? Lesson number two, or duty number two, this is the tough one. Be a role model. And I, why did I keep it in red? Danger zone, right? We want our children to be Hafid Quran, but we are far away from that. Right or no? Number three, I, I called it Bayan and Balagh. These are terms mentioned in the Quran. Bayan means to explain something, and we'll talk about it in a bit, and explain something fully. Because Allah said, Ar-Rahman allama al-Qur'an Khalaq al-Insan allamahu al-Bayan Allah, He created us Before that, He, he you know, taught us the Qur'an Created us and then taught us Bayan Taught us to, to be able to explain something What I'm doing now, this is Bayan Trying to explain to you something So that you get it completely That's why I'm using presentation Because you'll get it even more right? So trying to explain something In all its angles And Balagh means, because this was the role of the Prophet ﷺ, means something should reach you. The information I'm trying to give, give should reach you. If it doesn't reach you, I failed as a teacher. Right? 
If, it, if you don't get it, that means balagh didn't happen. Okay? So as parents, we need to do bayan and balagh with our children. We need to tell them what's right and what's wrong. What does Allah want from us? What He doesn't want from us? What is your purpose in life? All these big questions. You know? What is the Qur'an talking about? What are the messages of the Qur'an? All these teachings. What was the life of the Prophet ﷺ about? What is sunnah? What, how are we supposed to live a meaningful life? How are we supposed to live a happy life? All these things. The importance of values and manners. All these things are it's a duty upon parents to explain it fully with balagh. Now, why is this red also? Why is it red? Another danger zone. You know what, unfortunately, most Muslim parents do? They outsource this to the Qari Sab or to the Islamic school or to the Quran Memorization Society. Are they going to get bayan and balagh there? Honestly speaking. With all due respect to these, and they're doing a great job in whatever capacity, are they going to get balagh and bayan? Whose responsibility is it to give balagh and bayan? Parents. And if you say, sorry, I don't have time, I'm busy at work, I'm busy on WhatsApp, then your priorities are pretty messed up. Okay? This is our duty as parents. Number four, remind. When you tell them something, it's not, say, it's not enough to say, I told them all, everything about, I gave them a four-hour lecture on salah, now, خلاص, يعني, you know, either take it or leave it. No, you have to keep reminding. You know, son, it's time to pray. Daughter, time to pray. Keep reminding. When do we stop reminding? When do you stop reminding? Yeah, with your last breath. You keep reminding until your last breath. Yaqub salam, till his last breath, he's on his deathbed and he's giving his children reminders of their priorities. And then number five, the main weapon we have, right? Allah's help, dua. Okay, so let's do a quick refresher. What are the five duties? Number one, say it out loud. Love, care, and protect. Number two, be a role model. Number three, bayan and balagh. Number four, remind. And number five, remember these five. Remember these five. Let's talk a little bit about bayan and balagh. So bayan and balagh, you have to pro- think about the why also. Talk about the why with your children. You know what most parents do nowadays with their kids when it comes to Islamic education? We talk about the what and the how. What you need to do? You need to pray. How you need to pray? You say, Allahu Akbar, put your hands here. Do ruku like this. And then... Okay. So, we focus on what? Outer appearance, right? The what and the how. Correct or no? Say this, read Quran like this, don't read like this. You know, fast like this, wear the hijab like this. Grow your beard like this. All just on the what and the how. What are we not talking about? The why. And when your child asks, Baba, why do I need to pray? How dare you ask that question? Right? Shut up, don't ask that question. You're a Muslim. Right? The daughter asks, why do I have to wear hijab? Astaghfirullah. Is this how I raise you? Ta, ta, ta. They, they're not, it's haram for them to ask why now. 
This is the tragedy guys If we don't answer their whys Yes they will wear hijab And they will pray in front of you But when they go to college All alone Party time starts Why? Because you didn't address the why Okay, You were obsessed with outer appearance Which is just the tip of the iceberg What's the main? What's the real hem? The foundation, right? The foundation The foundation is the why So we have to learn how to talk about the why with our children It's fundamental you know? Let them ask any question By the way, when Allah created Adam salam, The angels questioned Allah Why are you creating Adam? Did Allah say, Astaghfirullah How dare you ask me, I'm the creator did he say that? Oh, he addressed the concern Because it was a genuine question It wasn't disrespectful So as long as there is no disrespect Ask anything you want about this deen Nothing is censored You know, If you don't address it with time That doubt Shaitan will keep working that doubt It's going to get bigger, 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 bigger One day your son will say Baba, I'm not going to Juma. I don't feel like going You go Pray for me Pray for my guidance. It's gonna happen, okay? So I, th- like being a salesman, I believe we have to sell this deen to our children, just like sales. You know, you have to convince. Like, think of yourself as a consumer, right? Does the salesman have to do a lot of effort to make you buy? Who has the ch- end choice to buy or not? Ah. Uh. Can the salesman ever force you to buy? Do we force our children to pray? Do we force our children to read Quran? Do we force our children to wear hijab? Do we force our children to memorize Quran? Do we force our children to fast? Yes or no? It's a bad sale, guys. We are extremely terrible salesmen. We need to learn sales. How to convince them genuinely. Okay. So Allah says in the Quran, "Inna kala tahdi man ahbabta, walakin Allah yahdi man yasha." You do not guide who you love. You think you, with your effort, can guide? Allah guides whoever. In one interpretation, whoever Allah wants to be guided. In another interpretation, Allah guides whoever wants to be guided. Right. Your children will want to be guided, they will be guided. When will they want to be guided? When you explain to them the why and the balagh and the bayan and they have this love. They love praying. You don't need to tell them what to do. You just give them the key to the treasure, let them open the treasure themselves. You know, that spark. You don't need to you know, go over books with them. You don't need to tell them stories about sahaba. No, just give them that spark, that love of this deen. They will go and read about the Sahaba, about the, you know, the Prophet's life, and they read about the Sahabiyyat. And, because they're on autopilot then. Why? Because you address the why. Khalas. They're sold on the idea. They bought the idea of Islam. Make sense? And I have young guys saying yes. And so this confirms. This is what they want. Our youth want this. They don't want something to be pushed or shoved down their throat or forced. They don't like that. Kids hate force Which brings us to the next question next, next lesson So what was this lesson about? The previous one? 
duties. Five duties. What are the five duties? Just to refresh. What are the five duties? Love, care, protect. Be a role model. Bayan balagh. Remind. Dua. Okay. Very good. Now we talk about force. We talk about the usage of force with our children. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says, La ikraha fiddeen. There is no, compu- no compulsion in religion. There is no force in deen. And deen doesn't only mean Islam. Deen means entire way of life. And so our deen is a deen of peace. What does Islam mean? Submission. Is that submission willingly or forcefully? Willingly. willingly. So how can we in the name of Islam force, use force with our children? Allah said there's no, compu- there's no forcing in this deen. Forcing is the easy way out, right? Go pray. Read Quran. Wear your hijab. Grow your beard. It's easy. You don't have to do the five, balagh, bayan, love, care, protect, remind, dua. That's the tough one. Easy one is you have a whip in your hand and a stick and you just force them. Why? To feel happy that my son prays five times a day. So you can, you know, in society, you have this ego. Yeah, my son prays five times a day. He's half at Quran. Look at him, he has a long beard. Look at my daughter, she's wearing a niqab. You know, look at them, they're going to Islamic school. He's getting A grades in his Islamic grades. Why? Because he's using force, 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 force. And then we, we wonder why we don't love this deen. Why our life is not Jannah. Right? Why there's no paradise in our homes. Because we're, we're not applying Allah's teachings. Allah said, don't force. No force in this deen. And Allah tells the Prophet ﷺ, Will you, O Prophet, force people to become believers? If Allah wants, He can make everybody become a believer. You know? And you know, we read this in Surah Al-Kahf. Just say the truth from your Master. Whoever wants to believe will believe. Whoever doesn't want to believe will do. Khalas, leave it up to them. Let them make the choice. This concept of, you know, freedom of choice. Concept of freedom of choice. Okay? What do children want? What do children want? What is the most precious thing for children? Thank you. They want freedom. They want to be free. Leave them alone, parents. Do your five duties and then leave them alone. When you leave them alone, you will be stress-free. And they will be stress-free. When you hold on to them, you're stressed, they're stressed. Both of you are in the Jahannam of your house. When you let go, you'll be in Jannah, your wife will be in Jannah, your kids will be in Jannah. But... The five duties you have to do. If you, you can't say, I'm not going to do the five duties and go, son. Enjoy life. Paradise out there. That will be then, you know, a different problem to deal with. So that's why I mentioned the five duties first. Do your five duties and then leave them. Let them go. Don't, buy, don't hold them. And you know, the, the best story that comes to mind from the Quran is the story of Musa alayhi salam's mother. When Fir'aun was out there 
trying to kill all the babies, what did Allah tell Musa salam's mother to do? The baby is in her hand, she's scared, soldiers are coming. What did Allah tell her to do? Leave him, throw him. Literally, throw him in the river. Alqihi fil Let go. Detach. Now, is that, is that uh, uncomfortable for parents to detach? Yes or no? Hands up for those of you who feel uncomfortable detaching. It's scary, right, to let go of your kids? Allah's telling us, yes, it's scary, but let go. Trust me. Do you trust Allah? Do you trust His book? Do you trust His advice? Remember, life is a game. Allah's teaching you how to play the game. You want to play it His way or your way? You play it His way, you're going to be in Jannah. You want to be in Jannah? Do the five things, let go. Yes, your children might mess up. Yes, your children might make mistakes. Did Musa salam make mistakes? He did a pretty big mistake. What was his mistake? He accidentally killed somebody. But Allah says, it's okay. You don't panic. Did you do your five parts? Relax, let go. Let him murder someone. Allah gave us in the Quran the most extreme case. Let him murder someone. He will make tawbah. He will make istighfar. He will go and do good deeds. He will help two girls with water. He'll get married. And then I'll make him a prophet. This murder became a prophet. Where did the story begin? The mother threw him in the river. The mother gave him freedom. Okay? Freedom. And there's multiple stories in the Quran that we, I mean, time is running out, but it's okay to make mistakes. Parents, don't think that your children are angels. Were you angels when you were young, parents? You forgot your history? When you were 12 and 13 and 14, you forgot what you did? How long did it take for parents to be guided? Multiple years, right? Why are you trying to guide your children in 20 minutes? With one lecture on salah. Give them time. Let them make mistakes. Let them explore the world. Let them taste the meaning of tawbah. Right? And by the way, if, they, if, they make mis- if you give them the five things, again, I'm emphasizing on the duties. If you do the duties well, and you let them go, and they make mistakes, they will come back even stronger. Guaranteed. Because they will know how ugly sins are. Because you know, the Prophet ﷺ has described to us what sins are. Any, what is the definition of a sin? Anything that bothers you deep inside... And you don't like it to be public. You don't like anyone to know about it. So this is the fitrah. It keeps working, you know. So if they do something, it's going to bother them. This nafs al-lawama, the blaming nafs. That's like the alarm signal inside every single child, you know, the alarm. <coughs> danger, danger. And then you realize, astaghfirullah, I need to stop. Ya Allah, I'm so sorry. I messed up. And then this tawbah is the... Allah has given us the alarm signal and the 
water, the thing that puts away the fire, the sin that you committed, خلاص, gone. This is a tawab, right? Rahman Rahim. Let your children experience this beauty of this tawbah. Right? So stop being the parent who wants your child to be hafid Quran for selfish reasons. Many parents want their children, they're forcing their children to become hafid Quran just so that they could get that the crown on the day of judgment. <laughs> are, the, are the children enjoying tahfidh? No, but who cares? I'm going to get the crown on the day of judgment. This is dhulm, guys. This is dhulm. Don't you agree? Yes or no? I'm not saying don't send your kids to, to Hafid Quran. I'm saying do the five things. Let them say, Baba, I want to go to do memorize Quran. Please drop me. What's more genuine? What's more genuine? When they want to do it themselves or when you are forcing them to do it? They do it themselves. Because you sold it the right way. But selling is a technique and it needs effort and it needs time. Okay? So, freedom is an amana. It's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot take it away. This is a gift that Allah has given all of human beings. The freedom of choice. And when you choose, you, will, you have the freedom of choice, you will be in this Jannah. Anyone who takes away your freedom, you will be in the Jahannam of dunya. You can't be happy. Your home will not be paradise. And you know, same applies to even like husbands and wife. Like, you, know, you can't force your wife to do things. Wife can't force the husband. You can't force your kids to eat. You can't force your kids to sleep. Force, 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 force. What's happening to parents when the more force they use? Stress, 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 stress. And by the way, negative energy, right? Stress, stress. So what are we attracting in your life? Negative, negative, negative. Diseases, bad you know, boss, financial problems, health issues. Why? Because the house is full of stress. This is... Yani, this is what shaitan wants. He wants you to live in the jahannam of dunya and the jahannam of akhirah, by the way. Shaitan's goal is not to make you only burn in the fire of akhirah. He wants you to burn in the fire of dunya also. The fire of dunya is stress, it's depression, it's anger, it's misery, it's suffering. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Yes? Last lesson. Or last warning. If you do not give your children freedom, what will happen? This is the last slide. I'm done. So in this example, the mouse wants what? The cheese. Okay? So with all due respect, your children are the mice. Okay? They want this cheese desperately. What is the cheese that they want desperately? Freedom. Shaitan is super smart, by the way. He knows our weaknesses. He knows what our children want. And he's an extremely good salesman. He's so good that he convinced Adam and Hawa to eat from the tree. Don't underestimate his selling skills. So he goes to your children, especially those children who are being forced by the parents. Stress, 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 stress. When they're alone, he tells them, Hey, Ahmed, you want freedom, right? Come with me, I'll show you where freedom is. 
come try the cigarette. You will taste freedom. And they smoked a cigarette, right, with his friends. Now cigarettes taste terrible, okay? I don't know, if, I don't want to ask the odd question, how many of you smoke, right? <laughs> but taste, cigarettes taste terrible. But this boy, when he tastes the cigarette, is he going to taste terrible taste or is he going to taste the beautiful taste of freedom? Beautiful taste of freedom. Is he going to want to do it again? And again? And again? And again? And again? Whenever he gets the chance to escape from his parents, he will do it. Because shaitan sold it to him as fake freedom. And he will sell fake freedom in the name of girlfriend and boyfriend. He will sell fake freedom in the clubbing scene. That's why club, nightclubs are full. And people pay tons of money to go into the nightclubs and pay for alcohol. Why? What are they buying? Freedom. Why do people party on the weekends? Why do they spend so much money on enjoying themselves, enjoying the shaitani way? Why? Because they want freedom for a couple of hours. And it's the fake freedom. right? It's the freedom that's going to end up in more misery. It's just temporary pleasure with more misery. Right? So this is the danger. The consequences of not giving your children freedom after you've done your five duties. So with that I conclude. I don't want to take you too long because uh, I want to give you freedom to go home also. So um, you know, I hope this was some food for thought for all the parents here, for the children in the audience. Now, don't go back home and say, you know what? <laughs> you guys, you didn't do the five things to me. I blame you. <laughs> Show them respect and, you know, uh, just, you know, may Allah help us all be good parents. I mean, you know, it's a big burden on me also to be able to, to teach this stuff because I have to apply it before I teach it, right? But alhamdulillah, you know, my wife is... And by the way, for the husbands here, share it with your wives. You guys need to be in sync. Wallahi, this stuff works. I'm telling you, this stuff works. Me and my wife, alhamdulillah, we have a sort of like paradise in our home nowadays. We're working on it still, but it's there. We've tasted it. It works. So practical, I'm giving you like testimonial, this stuff works. It is possible to live a life of paradise in dunya and in akhirah. But it is up to you to decide. You are to blame. You have the freedom to choose. You decide. It's up to you. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.